Hello Universe, it is 1.26am on the 4th of March and I have a dilemma that I am going to solve in a very, I guess, sloppy way. At least it's going to, it's going to put any listener in a position to have to endure what I didn't realize was happening because I, in the following two now recordings, three including this one, I'm going to stitch together the reflections I had on my drunk driving episodes in life. And I am, I would love to just be able to have that first recording that I did stand. And it was a very 5149 decision to try to record something that could replace it because unfortunately in the first recording I didn't realize how much banging my microphone was doing into my hat assembly and it is awful it's listenable but it's awful I don't have the kind of audio engineering or editing capability to do anything about it so ultimately the only fair decision was to record something else on the subject matter but in that recording I obviously knew I wasn't going to the clone of a clone is always going to come out less of a clone and as multiplicity has taught us now it's time to come clean I'm doing too much cloning in my recording of this drunk driving stuff but since the topic matter justifies it I'm gonna put it all together it is the single worst audio experience you can have in what is some of the most important subject matter I talk about. So thanks universe for making this one part endurance, part forgiveness, and just a whole lot of kindness. So, you know, I'm always trying to do better. I was trying to do better here. Didn't really work out. My intentions were noble. They were just poorly executed because me and my Samsung Galaxy S4 and this crappy white earbuds headset and my Princess Leia's have proven to be disappointing for me and I'm sure that means they are barely even tolerable for you. I get it. I'll work on it. I, uh, I definitely think that this is one where you have shown me that I need to be better, and I will. So, Paul. Hello, universe. I, um... Oh, yeah! Wow! I honestly don't know where that's coming from. I didn't even know I was tired. Are yawns always indicators that you're tired? Can they be that you're leaving the stress of the day behind? Well... Leaving the stress behind with disclosures that I have never put into public before. I'm getting better at this. Especially if I'm going to talk about my give me my keys, I'm not that drunk behaviors. And I think one place that I should definitely um, speak here is in previous episodes. I have heard myself in a capacity to say the word capacity too much. But... I guess that's something I'm learning to live with because, boy, I've actually even tried to fix it. That's hard to do.
Why? I don't know. I must love the word capacity. But when I heard myself one time say that we didn't know any better, I'm not quite sure at this point it was a reference to driving while drunk, but it was certainly a reference to back in the day, there was a time when alcohol just seemed to be cooler, especially if you were driving. Now it's like not cool. Well, no, it was always not cool. And um, so if I insinuate in any other way that uh, I didn't think that, I knew it. Mad was around. Um, I can't even think of all the ways that the alcohol industry was being um, painted with a brush that too much could be uh, detrimental to your life or the life of another. So, the only thing in life that I feel luckier about than all the support my family so <laughs> inexplicably has delivered to the guy who keeps banging his head into them saying, well, uh, I'm not going to let that voice continue because all I want to ever say to my family is thank you. But yeah, that's winning the lottery to have that kind of family support. I know it. I also know that I should have hurt somebody with my drunken behaviors. I'm lucky that nobody has a story of, well, that guy, he's why I can't see or lost my limbs or am dead. Yeah. Well, the fact that I could live in a world where the cosmic dice rolled for whatever chancy reasons they rolled for me. I do know what it looked like for them to roll against. I saw the devastation and uh, honestly can say that the single most hollowed out human I ever knew was a guy who had the misfortune of killing five teenagers while he was driving drunk. And I say misfortune as if that's some sort of thing that he had no say in. No, I don't mean it that way. But I do know that I was just as capable of having his experience as he had. So I have to live in a world where I can say, yes, that is behavior that is 100% condemnable, but I have to understand it because I did it. Do I forgive it? Do I forgive myself for these behaviors? That's a really easy question to try to think I have an answer for you to give, but I f I'm all over the board on this stuff. These are some of the worst things I ever did, but I didn't do them in a way that I knew how, um, how derelict they were. And I don't want to pretend that because a society couldn't bash me over the head with a lesson that I couldn't have learned it by getting gently swept into incident after incident that should have been enough to say, hey, wait a second, did I do this in the way that is indicative of being a reflective 
human being in the experience of life on planet Earth? I can honestly answer that one. No. I think somebody with the makeup of a better composition certainly only needs one of these. And I think people with the general makeup of a slightly ignoble constitution might need two of these, but they don't need the patchwork quilt of am I crazy or am I just evil or am I just too stupid to ask the question? I don't know. These are areas I haven't solved everything. Do I wish I hadn't driven drunk as much as I did? Oh, yes. Please. This is one way if I were to flip backward in life. I would have to really change quite a bit of my evening behavior in my 20s and 30s. I can't imagine this activity again. So, there's no um, shame in what other people are doing that alcohol is involved in that makes them have a good time. I, uh, I am just someone with no off switch. And having no off switch means sooner or later, you and alcohol are going to take this thing outside. And let's just admit that I'm not a fighter. I don't like to fight because I lose fights. Hmm. But, okay, let's say there are past lives. Let's just entertain the idea that that kid who woke up in Britain and could name all the people in his his airfield platoon by name and picture, let's just say that he actually had been shot down in that incident in the Pacific and remembered it. Okay, let's say that incident isn't just a hoax. Well, what I fear most is that my run in this simulation this time around sure did have a whole lot of miracle golden webbing set up when I was putting myself in my most precarious slips in my canyon of chaos. I didn't deserve to have these magic nettings suddenly say, hold on, nope, not the worst possible outcomes for you. Well, what if that is 6,000 lives of karma banked on the good side all saying at the same time, yeah, yeah, buddy, you know? You had a lot, you had a lot, and you used it all, and you don't, you're not even 40, you ding-dong. It's possible. I won't say it's not. Because I, I don't say this with some sort of lack of reflection that it is the stark truth. I am a very fortunate human being to not have to reconcile a devastating memory of my own 
actions in the universe creating harm worse than the ones I've got. That is simply luck. Because I do not believe that you can have as reckless a run with your thinking regarding alcohol, the kind of reckless run that I had. Well, it was, it's a cop-out in all capacities that I can even be redundant with to pretend that that can come down to enablement or being continually shown that uh, there was some relief acceptance non-consequence which is too strong but I do not know that I could well let's say I, I would not I would not bet that I could drive the speeds I drove when I drove my in the moment realizing we are breaking up girlfriend home from downtown Portland to Lake Oswego in the sort of why is life always so painful when it goes wrong way? I scared myself that night. I have scared myself exactly one time when I was in control of a vehicle. And it was that night. I do not know how we did not go off that road. So, yeah, I can believe there was some adjustment bureau emergency crews out making sure that I didn't kill that young woman. I don't believe that I had earned the sort of um, roll of the dice outcome that included snuffing out her life. Mine? Yeah, let's face it. I've always had a massively sore spot for my own life. But no, not for the women who were smart enough to tell me they didn't think they needed me around anymore. You know? Yeah, I may have thought that that was the end of everything as I knew it in this 3D reality space. I was being abandoned again. I was once more. But she was right. She was absolutely right. I don't have any... I, I knew it at the time, obviously. And I just had to abuse the goodness the world has to give to a point that I could say, okay, I... I may have... I may have overstepped here at the end with that ride home but uh, I scared myself that night so I know if the driver is scared the passenger is terrified so here's a long overdue apology because if I never apologized for that night which I do believe I did but I wouldn't have any problem believing that I didn't do it for the right reasons or do it because I knew that the reason that I had been 
really irresponsible that night is because I had acted with someone else in the car. So, that's, uh, that is horrific. And, um, if I do have angels keeping me off the Adjustment Bureau red sheet, well, they, they were out in swarms that night. And I don't deserve that at all. But I also know that that young woman did not deserve to go sliding off a hillside in the Oregon backwoods into a position of, ah, I knew this guy was trouble. I didn't think he was going to get me killed. Well, the, uh, the last hurrah of what I will call the John that I should not have been, but oh my lord, did I spend my time cultivating as much of these boundaries as were I don't know why I thought that I could find peace with um, with who I will call um, hmm I've already called her Nicole so Nicole's Nicole but <clears throat> Nicole was my last chance to say you know what universe I like you because you gave me Nicole and I knew it, I knew it the whole time. I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. But I couldn't get my shit together for her. To a certain degree, if Nicole is even remotely ever listening to something, she'll agree, she couldn't either. But I was the 90% of that equation, she was 10, by far. And um, so after banging our heads into various um, storm drains, and then trying to drown ourselves in said storm waters and finding that we were still flopping around like fish that just needed to grow legs and lungs so they could live in this world. Well, somehow our nonsense just never synced up right. And there was a time in the universe where we were so amplified as a combination of wave collapsing that I thought I had stumbled into perfection for myself and my universe. And so I don't want to pretend that I didn't understand that this was a great chance to love myself, but it wasn't enough. And we were both um, prone to a good time, so there was plenty of uh, behavior that became abusive when it was too intense for either one of us to saddle on that horse and say okay I can pretend it's okay today it was something that I think both of us wish that the game of make-believe had never been but it was getting less and less real and on the night that I was literally, 
Y'all know how emotional I can get, right? Imagine my worst ever emotional volcano going off when I realized the last love of my life had just told me to GTF out. Yeah. I, I had all of the anchors that I could throw into my my ocean of self-loathing they were dragging down like finally this guy has learned that he couldn't be a bigger problem he is the equivalent of the absolute slimiest piece of shit that ever lived well Good thing he's wasted and about to drive home. There is a role model for absolutely no one, not even you, Mark Zuckerberg. It is just not a place that any human being should ever be. And I took me 25, 30 years of abuse to finally get there, but I got there. On that night, I got to a point where I had understood that she was right. And I had finally zero, I had zero fucks to give. I had thought I had failed life flat out. And in many ways, I had. This wasn't a totally unfair self-evaluation, especially by the evaluations that I kept getting in my inbox that kept telling me where my need to work on categories were. I had failed life. So when I got behind that particular vehicle's steering wheel in a condition in which I was 100% clear I shouldn't be driving, this is not a moment where I can blame anybody other than me and always me, it was never anything but me. Well, the route I took home was a route I knew well, very well. And uh, I have um, no doubt that as I accelerated through the overpass to take the gentle curling left that goes up to the light that is usually green, but sometimes red, you never know. Well, it's definitely a red when someone wants to take a left to get onto the highway. And as the two people parked in that particular left-hand turn lane became a car that I realized my trajectory was too forward to escape. I didn't have enough turn to make to stay on the road. I was going to hop over a median and hit their car. Well, the one thing I did was steer into the, the lamppost that was directly in front of me. But I knew as soon as I came up through my point of commitment that I was about to hit another vehicle because I could see it at that point and it was inevitable. And uh, so I have a full almost second of stark realization that I'm about to create pain for some people that definitely have no business in my collateral damage zone. And 
when I think back on that night, I had no conscious intention of hurting myself. But do I have to reconcile that, yes, I probably picked an intersection of such um, concrete barriers, lampposts, uh, different parking orientations for left-hand turning, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I picked a perfect intersection in which should something go down, there were enough um, board pieces that I should get hurt. I've often had to wonder if they hadn't been parked there, would I have hit that post anyway? I don't know. But hitting them became one of those oh shits because I certainly had no intention of trying to hit or hurt or involve anyone. And yet drunk driving will put you in positions where oh shit is the last thing you think before you totally fuck up somebody else. And I'm lucky, A, that they were parked, B, that they got vector damage that coincidentally involved the light post, and C, they had their seatbelts on. They were protected against assholes like me doing something stupid like I did. So I never had to face them in court. I faced them that night as they yelled at me saying, are you fucking drunk? Are you fucking drunk? As I go, no, man, no, as I can barely fucking stand up. And now, well, uh, the only good thing about what's happening now is it sure puts that whole shit with Nicole in a little bit less perspective of being terrible because I'm about to go to jail and deal with the fallout of this. Well, I deserved it. I deserved worse. And it's not self-loathing to think I am so lucky because I was such a tornado of I don't give a fuck about anything that those who were in that tornado alley, I'm just... I've, I've spent all my karma, apparently, because somebody should be in a position of never recovered. And I don't know that I don't have, I may have left those scars that I couldn't see, but are there. I'm sure I've, I'm sure that there are at least two lives I could name, but I won't, that I, I left at least scars enough that they don't heal. And I don't, I don't want to have lived those lives. I don't want to have come around that corner in the way that I did. I do not want to have had the sort of volatile, chaotic, contaminated existence that couldn't take advantage of the greatness that could have been living a life with Nicole. But I have all of that. And I have it in a way that I don't consider unfair, undeserved, or in any way, um, un, undeterminable within still being able to have a good life. I do not want you to think anything other than you should find my actions worthy of full condemnation. They are. And 
I will never, ever not be the forgiving and understanding person who has someone explain to them the struggle they have trying to make this less a part of their lives. I didn't want this. I went seeking help everywhere I could think. I knew I was problematic. The reason I finally put myself into a closet and locked a door so no one could find me was because none of it could I ever figure out. Except that I was getting more destructive and was eventually going to have the kind of life moment that I couldn't recover from. And since I didn't think I had the ultimate stones to take care of this problem in the way that a John Steinbeck novel takes out Lenny, well, I don't know. When I say I don't deserve to be where I'm at, you can see some of the depth that I went into thinking I was the problem and knew that it was true because it was. So what are you doing to tell yourself that you're not worth it? Too much of it. So if I can show you that this miserable prick somehow was able to say, hey, I do think there's something that I should be doing to get a better life out of the existence that I've created. I trust the universe to be there for me as long as I can give it the full disclosure of what I was capable of twisting myself into, even though I know I was only sent here to be kind, to understand other people as much as possible, and forgive anything that they were too weak to hold up the best version of themselves, and then to move forward with all of those interactions in a way that tomorrow I will be better. And in this very moment, I will be the best I possibly can. I do not tell these moments of my life as if I've shared these stories before. I have never told anyone about that night. Not even my parents, not even my sister, not even my girlfriends. Nope, that night's terrible. And it's only my bronze medal story of terror. So I don't mean to overlook my family. In fact, there are platinum medal winners in this whole contest. It's all of them. I thank you for everything you ever decided to support me when you knew that this was a bridge too far. And why am I holding gasoline and matches on the other side again? There's no thanking your family for supporting you at your worst because they will support you so unfairly in terms of volume of support versus effort they should be contributing you can't thank them enough so I can't 
expect other people to uh, listen to the worst of me and not want to just say there are reasons mental hospitals exist. Therefore, people like you to go behind white walls with straitjackets on and never come out except to eat oatmeal. Yes, I agree. I do believe that this society can drive people to the point that they are too likely to self-combust, that they should be put away for their own protection. I wish we were not in a society that had members living that experience. But as much as you could have convinced me six, seven, ten years ago that I was a prime candidate, I'm not. So if I'm not busted, at least not entirely, not to the point I couldn't be reassembled in at least a functioning and fulfilling manner, then I don't believe anybody else is. And uh, you don't need to tell me your worst stories. Keep them to yourself. There's no reason for you to have to go through any kind of full disclosure to understand that the life that you're living should not be about living through the past transgressions that define you as you at your worst. You are starting to understand me at my worst. Some of that I don't even understand, so we're never going to get there fully, but I have full faith in all of you that this will be overcomable. And that is why I ask you, what is it that you sit there imprisoned by that you think defines you, that you think ultimately proves you deserve all the self-loathing you can pile into that bucket of sludge that you dive into now and again? Well, can you loosen some of that up by just telling the truth about some stuff that really isn't all that big a deal in the first place? Have I told my poop my pants story, Phoebe? Do you remember that one yet? And I know I've told it on tape because I've listened to it, but I do not think in any of the previous recordings I've admitted to you that I pooped my pants during a job interview. Would you like to know more of my random funny stories? Well, there's plenty of those that I haven't gotten to yet because life throws up a whole bunch of fun nonsense as well as events of unexpected poop and pants. So, those stories are still to come. But the ones whereby you would say, okay, that's enough, that guy is, that guy's, seriously, we, we gotta, we should get the Illuminati to do what they do with guys like that. Turn them into compromised members of the House of Representatives. Well, no, you can't even get me Illuminati because you got nothing I want. That's the best part about figuring out life. I can't be compromised anymore because you got nothing I want. I just want to meet random people who are too twisted up to understand how cool life is, untwist them, and then hang out with them because they're so cool. That's all I got. So, okay, Illuminati, I will say, doing that with you would probably be some sort of pro-level L. Ron Hubbard reincarnation moment. And since I don't think I have that in me, I've got to work on some of my more neighborly fun people before I get to you druids and lizard people. But even you, sure, we could have a conversation. 
But until then, what's the big deal? What you embarrassed about? What do you think is the worst thing that you ever did in life? Is it really that bad? Probably not. And I probably have more stuff that I'll go, oh, not only do I have to reconcile going into that diary and putting that in my top 10, which I should. That's a terrible thing to have done. But did you see how quickly I forgave myself for admittedly something that happened 35 years ago? But so what? That's a terrible thing to have done. Now, fortunately, I can admit never having gone into another diary since. Unfortunately, to admit that, I have to also admit I can't think of another opportunity I had to go into somebody else's diary. So really, I'm kind of one for one on opportunities to break into a diary versus break chances converted. Yes, but I also have never been in another diary for 35 years because that's a wrong thing to do. But this is a diary which I now realize is available to the folds of the minds of every other human being that's got internet access to the www destination that rss.com provides. Well, so read away or read none of it because there's nothing in this that matters. What matters is what we do with each other right now. Where we go from this moment forward is the only moment of creation and influence that we can do anything about. So that's why I tell you all this. What are you going to do about it? Nothing. It's already done. Did it turn me into a mole? Sort of. Into a rat mole? Sort of, but rats are nicer. So maybe not a rat mole, but more like a gila monster mole. Mole? No, whatever. The point is, it's already done. So what we're going to do about it is we're all going to admit that instead of going to clean up the chaos that I might have created on a night 25 years ago by going too far with my investigative curiosity with an ex-girlfriend situation with a boy who was gay, well, have we looked at some of the data regarding our magnetic pole lately? Has anybody thought about why the American economy is strictly moving forward to create weapons to go kill more humans. Why haven't we had a checkback conversation on the growth of devastation American military is responsible for in our names in this country? And yes, I don't dismiss all you liberals who've had that conversation, but we don't have a conversation about it seriously, or we'd hold our damn representatives accountable to the shit that they say they're going to do that they don't. Nobody gets away with more lies and more bullshit. Well, you might think that's what happened, but let me explain to you why you're a fucking idiot and what really happened. Moments than our government. And I'm not here to slaughter the government because I want to go live in a box and mail people bombs out of Montana like the Unabomber. No. But I do expect the adults in the room who call this their home and have drawn lines on a map as if those even matter, that this is the group of people who all are up to whatever the United States of America are up to seem okay with how much of my life has been spent 
collecting money to go make better guns and weapons to go kill people with more efficiency in places of the world that we never visit. What do I have against Afghanis? Nothing. They probably supplied all my weed in my 20s, so I probably owe them. And I'm over there killing them. Okay, we're not going there tonight. But at some point, those of you who had the opportunity to take a little bit and still do good decided, you know, they don't even give a shit if we do good. We just can take, look, tell them we were doing good. But keep taking, take more. How much can we take? We don't know yet. We haven't hit a ceiling there. I know it's shocking, but welcome to Washington. Who, who are you? Oh, new rep from Colorado. Good to see you, man. So, I don't begrudge those of you who decided to follow the path of noble largesse. Go for it, you know? But at the end of the night, when you go to bed and you put your little mask on with the rotating, vibrating military uh, massage temple uh, technology, well, do you sleep well? Because you know all the shit I've told you, right? A lot of shit there. I mean, seriously, I own three brooms, just as a counterbalance to the amount of shit that I sometimes have to shovel after I realize the kind of shit I've piled up. And I sleep like a baby. I don't even know what babies sleep like, because I hear they can be disruptive, but never having had kids, I don't know. What I do is I sleep like a guy who cannot wait to wake up tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be a great day for me. I do have to go look for a drum. That part's going to suck, but I have so many other things going right. That part doesn't even kind of annoy me. It very minusculely, infinitesimally annoys me, but that's nowhere near kind of. That's how little that annoys me. So, I love my life. That's my dog snoring on the ground. This is me standing in my bedroom in a jacket with a rip pocket and my phone in my other pocket. Who knows? Probably a terrible recording if I had to guess. And I love my life. I love being alive. I love being who I am. I love what I am getting out of every day. And I sleep with the complete contentment that brings. So, you and your games of war, I'm sure, are achieving the same level of tranquility. But if you're not, why not? Why does this silly boy who walked out on his job has a dog who cannot stay awake enough to listen to his nonsense anymore, a cat who is barely able to get herself clean enough to not leave cat hair all over my pillow. Well, that's where life worked out for me. And it worked out great. It's taken a long time to understand how simple it was to love myself in every circumstance, regardless of where I find myself. Because I know I can't find myself in a position anymore where I could be so compromised that I have to say something on television that I know is a lie that is now being distributed across American populations 
because I'm in a position of authority where people will believe me. So I have this platform on which to distribute the goodness that it is to have that kind of voice. And here I use it to say, oh no, that's not the case. What you meant to say, or let me correct you because you're a moron. Yes. Those are the kinds of things. More than looking back on the stupid decisions I've made while driving under the influence. Those are the kinds of things that can't let me sleep at night. Because how much harm are you doing that you just brush aside saying, it comes with the job? Well, if that's not the very definition of trained to think in a way that goes against your humanity, well, what is? Well, I don't know that I have anything important to say coming up here because, well, the, on one topic matter, I do intend to wade through, and this will be disclosure of the um, never-before-seen-in-the-public-before kind, uh, talking about me and my give-me-the-keys-I'm-not-that-drunk behaviors. And uh, I'm going to start by admitting that I have heard in a previous recording a justification here that we didn't know at the time, and I'm going to say that's not good enough. What I will describe, and I'm not going to do it till I've gone through a couple other points here, but this is behavior that... Again, we now know it's devastating outcomes when we are unaware of our limitations and move forward as if that reckless behavior is ours and ours alone to deal with. Well, no, collateral damage is an enormous part of the pain that comes with the human experience. So, I am ashamed that this is a 20-year journey of coming to the realization that the only thing I feel luckier about than not hurting someone while drunk and doing a variety of reckless things, but primarily driving, is the support my family has continued to give me. That is the luckiest thing I got in life. Not having a devastating, unrecoverable event come out of my drunken behavior. I don't pretend that I deserved those dice to come up in my favor. Because I saw what it looks like when they don't. And, uh... That's... <laughs> I, if Let's say there are past lives. Well, the thing that spooks me the most about my run this time is I have had the sort of golden netting continue to string itself across my canyons whenever I slipped the worst. Now, is that the ultimate self-loathing to think you deserved worse outcomes than actually occurred by the actions you took? Well, I don't know. It seems to me like I 
don't know that I could drive home at the speeds I drove home when Michelle and I were fighting in the front seat of her car as we barreled from downtown Portland to Lake Oswego as I realized our relationship was ending. I scared myself that night. I've never scared myself as a driver under my own control except once. How we did not go off the road. Well, that may be 6,000 lives worth of karma all got kicked into one. Well, we don't want you to kill that young lady. That seems like you didn't. But you're going to spend every good karma point you got, bro. And from here forward, you'll beans, rice and beans burritos. And uh, you'll be lucky to eat that. Well, yeah, maybe. Because I really don't. Um, really don't have a whole lot of um, I can't attribute my my slight reckonings here that exist compared to the devastation in my head that could exist. I have no reason why I fell into luckier outcomes. I don't. Um, but if it is something that um, my belief that passing along the it's always, always better to get your emotions calmed down before you get behind the wheel of a car and think it can't get any worse. I don't care if you're drunk or not. That is definitely a mindset in which not to be driving. And throw a little or the absolute limit of any person's tolerance for alcohol into the system and well well now you've just made the bronze medal of actions that if you're going to grade me on how much I can disregard those around me well I said this activity is derelict and I don't even know if that's strong enough Hello. Oh, you're set for the wrong part of the day. Uh, okay. And I don't know if I gave the date and time here, but we are at 1044 on the 3rd of March. And I, uh, well, let's not get distracted about my current other obligations because... I didn't um, have uh, the sensible moment of deciding that driving while drunk was a mistake. Unfortunately, I did grow up too young in, a, in an era in which that messaging had not emerged yet to the point that you couldn't avoid it. And I don't really think it existed yet. Although I do believe that the mad crew and all that stuff was certainly around. So I don't want to say that it wasn't like we knew that drunk driving was causing pain. That is certainly a lifelong data point of, I believe that's true. So, but 
as far as I could tell, uh, wars in Somalia were causing pain. Um, riots in the Asian continent were causing pain. Um, people on luxury ships running into rogue waves, well, they were getting pain. It's a chaotic world, right? And uh, <laughs> as a teenage white American male, if you don't think that you're walking around with a head full of uh, maybe for other people, but not this guy. Yeah, well, I was. Maybe you weren't, but I was. So, um, yeah, you think, well, did you not have a moment of reflection when your friends had to tell you that you blacked your out driving them all home from Rocky 5, Rocky 4? Rocky something? Yeah, yeah, of course I had a moment of reflection. That it all works out for me in the end anyway. Now, does that mean I shouldn't have learned a bigger lesson there? Of course I should have. But I'm admitting to what the reinforcements truly were. My car's in the driveway. I'm home in bed. And unfortunately, apparently, I'm going to have to pay to see Rocky V again. Because I don't remember that movie at all. I don't even really remember. I do have a weird memory of being in a bathroom, but I don't know what that's about. So, just a little further away from who I really am. But not knowing it at the time, just assuming that I was, I was creating those kind of boy pack running around memories that would be the foundation of what life was worth when I'm looking back later. But, except I don't have a very clear memory of all of it because I blacked it out. Huh. Nope. Nor did the morning that my parents woke me up. I, I think I must have overslept because, or I had to be somewhere maybe, doesn't matter, but whatever it was, I was shockingly still in bed you're still asleep one of those mornings but worse than that was that i was holding my wicker trash can which was one of those gapped wicker trash cans so imagine the diamond pattern i'm holding my wicker trash can in bed fully clothed and i have barfed in this thing it looks like maybe three times but at least twice and as i'm being woken up by my mother i realized that oh it's not just that my mother is screaming at me that this morning is starting off poorly it's that i'm holding a a basket of barf <laughs> i'm like what what is going on so as i as i go to set the trash can on the floor of course i, I got all this dried barf on my, on my shirt i'm just like oh no that can't be good so, uh, whatever the plan was for the day, the plan became get in the goddamn shower and you are mowing the yard immediately. And this is, this is certainly, I might've been hung over before, but I had probably gotten home at two or three in the morning. If we're being fair, I might've even snuck out again and then gotten home after that at four and then had apparently been so full of alcohol. I had barfed in my wicker trash can more than once and didn't remember it. Um, 
and had considered it such a potential possibility to occur again, I was hugging it like it was a teddy bear. <clears throat> so, as I mowed the yard at what was probably seven to something in the morning, with my head pounding, that could be a time that you think, is it worth it? Um, and, uh, and yet, uh, I mean, yeah, of course I have more clown stories than, than wonderful stories, but I've met several terrific people, many of whom I dated in a setting where alcohol was the point. And, uh, I'm not ashamed of that because I realized that I was never capable of being comfortable enough to be as forward as I needed to be to indicate to a woman who I was interested in that I was interested. Alcohol helped every time. So being trained that way, was it a mistake? Maybe. But once I was trained that way, that pattern wasn't going away. And that doesn't mean that I couldn't have, again, sorted through life's chaotic outcomes of having to 12-step my way into a marriage of value because I met a lot of candidates that were nothing but A-plus material if I had the stability in life to offer something in return. And, and that's with all the wastedness that came with me. But it was never going to be... I, I couldn't be anything but the person you felt sorry had decided that life was too big a piece of shit to figure out. Eventually, I think that was the most generous, sentimental bomboyage that you could be left with if you actually came to think I was worth a shit. And, uh... And I think it took getting alcohol out of my life to understand how much it had fucked up my life. And, again, hey, um, tonight let it be low and brow. I don't begrudge people who find alcohol to have uh, the sort of uh, low-level um, enjoyment uh, buoyancy factor that it can be. I don't begrudge those people that experience at all. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sure that being a healthy person who uses alcohol in a relatively healthy way, it's a, it's a big bonus. But for anybody who literally escapes who they are through the persona they can wear when they're drunk, <sighs> it's just because you hate yourself somehow. You just don't think you're worth it. You just don't think that in any other physical presentation, the world can overlook your serious problems or your self-induced hell of what you're not worthy of. And so, uh, I don't know if, uh, if I'm still drinking, if I'm the worst person on the planet. I probably am, but... Ah, 
I don't know that you have to quit drinking to feel fulfilled either. I did, but I don't know that that's in any regard what other people should be doing. But I do know that if alcohol's running you down, um, it, it might be the problem. You should think about it. And uh, when, uh, when the one last chance I had to really build a life with somebody I knew was kind of the same ludicrous back-of-the-comic-book advertising material that I was, well, that silly putty finally told me she'd had enough. And, uh, and she had, at another point in life, thrown me into a fence with the kind of authority that made me think, wow, you are stronger than I thought. And, uh, and of course, I, at that point, I knew she was right. And I knew that I was the reason. So, when I drove home that night, I had no business. I knew it. I knew it. I think she even knew it. But I bet she even thought, go hurt yourself. And, uh, and I didn't, but I did hurt whoever was parked in that vehicle. I never had to face them face to face. It was all done through insurance companies and everything else, yada, yada. No, I'm not dismissing this process and I am not trying to belittle that which is to be the victim of any of my transgressions. I am so sorry to the people that were in that vehicle that night. And I am only thankful to the extent of the infinity that I can thank the universe that neither of you got hurt. And why I didn't get hurt, who knows. But I came around a corner at a speed I knew was reckless. And I knew there were concrete dividers and lampposts in that intersection. And I'm not saying I was trying to hurt myself because I didn't have an intentional thought toward it. But I couldn't have picked a better place to have an accident where I might actually get really hurt. So, I mean, that was basically the last time I drove a car. I've had... I got my license reinstated just because I thought it was important that I be able to drive, so I went through the whole breathalyzer in the car and all that stuff too. All the classes, I've done it twice. That's my second DUI. But, at least I learned my lesson. I now walk. I do not drink. I do not invite the sort of volcano of emotional eruption that the weakest of me had finally seen at its worst. And I do not invite the sort of imbalance that let me swing so wildly from thinking I could handle myself to thinking I needed to be exterminated. And I know that I've probably lost 
any sort of rational, decent person long ago, I know that these are the kinds of things that most of you look at me and think, yeah, that's kind of why we have insane asylums. What the hell happened that you're not in one? Well, I... I pulled out of that bowling alley that night. And, uh... And I still hadn't gotten a DUI at this point, actually. But... I was in the depths of thinking I had made nothing but the wrong decisions in my life. And that night, I was as... I was as feeling sorry for myself as a white American male can think they deserve. Which, if you're thinking of the enablement that I'm capable of, was quite the pity party. So in my blind emotional rage of the world will never get me, too drunk to realize I was at the bowling alley that is north of my house instead of the one south of my house that I always go to. Well, my reflexive motion drunk was to take a left because uh, I forgot where I am. Well, that police officer who pulled me over as I rolled down my window to say, I hope I don't barf on you which I don't believe I said, but I don't know what I said because I was too drunk to remember. I, uh, I know he was... I remember seeing the look on his face that said, how the fuck did you think you were going to drive yourself home? And he was right, of course. But the question is, he must have been on his second night because never... Did somebody advertise so directly? I need help. And I'm not insinuating that he did his job poorly. To this day, I thank him. Because it was the most generous thing anyone ever tried to do for me to not, to give me a chance to do better. So... If anything, all I did in that situation was let that guy down. I have no business having a story beyond that one. And I think if I'm ever sitting there telling them why they should think maybe I don't deserve to go to heaven, well, I always expected that I'd be able to make it all work. I didn't need to learn any lessons. I just needed to get my particles to get through the right slit. How can you be so drunk that the officer asks if there's anyone in the universe that can come drive you home? And you think to yourself, oh fuck, I have to tell Carrie, my living girlfriend, who in three, four months time is going to catch me in the living room having sex with another woman on the couch that we bought together at Ikea. This poor girl has to come pick me up and drive me home.
Sorry, Gary. You've de deserved a lot of apologies. That's just one of them. But, so, so this is the kind of stuff that whenever you think I say to you, I've done worse, and you think, okay, buddy, yeah, that's what everybody says. All right. How many of you, how many of you didn't learn a lesson with an event like that in your life? Do you know how busy that highway is? How lucky I am. It was just empty enough that nobody was coming, let alone everything else that went right for me that night. <laughs> and I say I've gone out into the universe looking for it to send me 70 bucks sometimes and it didn't come through. Well, what do you think came through for you that night? Uh, entire planets, lives, reincarnated karmic goodness at once. You dipshit, right? Oh, sure. There's no reconciling 20-year pattern of terrible behavior. Every time you get behind a vehicle and you have had alcohol, you are susceptible to a less than sensory committed decision-making reaction that could hurt somebody. And yeah, we've all said, I only had two beers. I get it. I get it better than anybody. But it's wrong. And I think this is something that the next generation is certainly much more aware of. And frankly, thank you for being so committed to making a better world that you saw this one and thought, you know, guys like that shouldn't even be on the road because they shouldn't. Even on my scooter, I could be reckless with too much liquor, but only to myself probably, which on a scooter, uh, hurt yourself there too. But If all the drunk driving accidents were nothing but karmic reflections hurting the one who was so callous with their decision-making as to put others in jeopardy, well, I bet we would have signs up that say, hey, if you've been a prick lately, maybe go out and get wasted. Drive yourself home. See if karma really is stacked up. But nope, it doesn't work that way. Nope. No, 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 no. No, you come around a corner in a condition where people might get hurt. And I hope I'm one of them. Well, that's, that's to some of you, I'm sure, worthy of the gold medal. But for me, my gold, silver, bronze stories in some ways reflect how connected to the people I damaged I was. And of course, there is the platinum level medals that go to my entire family. I can't even give them the medals they deserve. There's too much there for which they were the Olympian champion of support and enduring Johnny's Johnisms. So yeah, I don't want to pretend that these three incidents supersede all of their all of their um, accommodation of their stupid brother, son, misfit of a, what are you doing now, guy. So, thank you to you two. And uh, I'm not going to 
harp on the worst of me for uh, the next rounds, but I'm always open to figuring out someplace that I need to come clean. I don't want to live with the idea that I have something I've done that, if discovered, might make you think worse of me. Well, I didn't want this experience to be anything other than ensuring that you know everything crappy I can think of to tell you. So, what shoe can drop? None. Well, uh, have I told the story where I pooped my pants in an interview? Did I tell that one, Fee? I told it somewhere, but I don't know if I've ever admitted it on this one. So, there are those stories to come. And um, believe me, when, when you shit your pants in a job interview, you will think the universe is trying to teach you a lesson. Uh, at least I couldn't deny the karmic comedy that was inherent in that maneuver. But, uh, yeah. Um, so, <sighs> do not drink and drive. Just do not drink and drive. Just do not drink and drive. Really, I think if you're drinking alcohol, you should, and doing it regularly, you should ask yourself, does this indicate that maybe I am feeling overlooked, unappreciated? Like, the world hates me in some way that I just don't wish the world would hate me? Yep, probably. So, that journey can be a long one, but you can find some routes that go through those bushes to find some clearings that make you think, oh, I wonder if this is why it always felt better to do happy hour before we went out to dinner. I had so many ways to look at myself and say, seriously, why'd you do that? That I don't assume those of you who lead lives much more in the agreeable path of not having to always take the hardest route. I bet you don't have nearly as many of those WTFs about yourself. But I know we all have a few, and don't be afraid to investigate them. And don't be afraid to say, I don't want to know. I really don't want to know why I went into Cameron's room and looked at her diary. I already know. I was broken to the point that I thought I couldn't build trust with the woman that mattered to me. So, as an indicator to myself, I was broken. I did what broken people do. I took the decision out of her hands and made it all about me. Well, yeah, you can live that way. And then you know what you end up with? A Disney movie where you gotta lift your dog on the bed, your cat's got a scab, and you got through this one without crying. So good for you. <sighs> well, I haven't gotten through it all yet. Because at this juncture, since I will be doing a review episode on the next one, um, I wanted to explain that the one thing those camelionesses in that cave were always telling me was that I had let my voice be silenced by things that I didn't even know had done it. And I needed to remember that I'm here 
to help other people find their voice. Yeah, it's all ridiculous shit, right? Seriously. But they used to slap me upside the head and ask me how close I was coming to this uh, blog I was going to start 10 years ago or whatever. And uh, when I saw them recently, I think it was like two weeks ago now. Anyway, there was a, they were prolific for a bit there. And uh, the one sort of moment I had where I got the laugh from them, they used to laugh at me all the time when I was giving them the sort of, um, why it's so hard to be me reasoning. Yeah, they didn't think that was funny. I mean, they thought it was hilarious that I kept going back to a card that they knew was ridiculous. And yet it seemed like in the dream, you just had to tell them, okay, maybe here in dream world, that seems ridiculous, but in real life, man, you gotta work if you wanna eat. Don't be giving me that shit. I shouldn't be looking for a job. Fuck you. Should be looking for a job. So. Huh. So they, uh, they were sitting there doing their little thing where all the like galactic circle, whatever knowledge flows are there to be witnessed. And they're looking at mine going, see, no turbulence, finally, and uh, and I was like, that's insane, what are you talking about, no turbulence, and, you know, they didn't slap me upside the head, they said I'd figured it out, and, yeah, I don't think I'm getting talked to by some ancient race of camel lionesses that lived on planet Earth and built the pyramids and did all that stuff in South America. Because I don't know who did that. Not the Egyptians, that's for sure. But, um, I do think that in our heads we have a lot of um, perceptive um, intuition and honestly, knowledge gained, that sometimes we don't want to tell our conscious mind. Our conscious mind is too busy telling that woman at Walmart that this W key doesn't work. It's not that I can't type. Your W key doesn't work. Let me show you. Well, I don't know why it worked just then. Okay. Well, I can type. So, I've never felt ever like it's all going to work out. And I'm not saying that's why I didn't go apply for a job today. Well, actually I am saying that. But I am also saying that I understand that if I do it again tomorrow, well, I'll bet they're in my dreams slapping me upside my head. You know? So if that's what it is, if that's just my subconscious organizing itself in a position to say, learn this, finally, we have to tell you in your dreams because you spend all your time awake watching YouTube. Now, please, will you pay attention to some life lessons? Okay, yeah. I could see that. But, I guess then earning the, the follow-up, the 30-day employee, how did you like your transition to our company questionnaire, 
of, it looks like you uh, actually figured something out. We've been bugging you about for a while, so enjoy your little whirlpool of symmetry. Well, okay. Some of you probably dream about the Power Rangers. Yeah. I dream about mystical camel lionesses that tell me my eddy of influence in the universe is rolling in an infinite channel of goodness right now. So we all have our own ways to tell ourselves the things we need to hear. But here I sit, totally tranquil. Dog looks like she's getting good rest. Cat's been in and out of the room begging for some canned food, so she's got some spirit. And overall, I had a pretty productive day. I never felt out of balance, though I did feel like I learned some truths, both about myself and about the way things probably are going. And it all just felt real and valuable. So I will go give a little piece of my soul to corporate America when I go fill out the application tomorrow at what are starting to run into positions of I don't know where I can work now. I keep walking out of places. They don't want me back. Although, I did get an invitation from the place that made me go have a mental check. They say they want me at their job fair on Saturday. I say, are you kidding? What is this? Come on, guys. Can somebody just take a stand, make a decision that this is the way it's going to be, and then follow through? Oh, no. Well, I doubt Putting myself back into a situation that was already tormenting enough, I blacked out quitting is the place to go. So I will have to come up with some other worse idea, or better idea, but still not optimal. Okay, I will try to dream of the optimal big box shop that I can go work in, Petco, because you're close. But, oh, okay, seeing pets in cages is always fun. So, I don't know, but tomorrow that's the real problem, to work out. Even though I will be doing my review episode, because those are easy ones, I just will spend the day that I'm out there figuring out how to put dog food in the bowl. Well, I'll spend that day listening to myself ramble on about what is, to me, the meaning of life, and is probably to you, well, I don't know, probably a big old bowl of cold oatmeal.